Hello? Hey, cash is down. Guns down. Let's go. Just Welcome back to Friday Night Moms. It is actually a Friday night. We are some moms. And we have a lovely, lovely, lovely guest with us this Friday night. Please welcome, round of applause, to Mrs. Roscoe Spears. She just a little, 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 a little teeny tiny bit, and I'm going to let her give her a spiel about who she is. But kind of top line, she is a Detroit native and she is a partner and creative director at The Lip Bar. I know y'all know about The Lip Bar because y'all know about The Lip Bar. But anyway, here is Miss Roscoe Spears. Welcome to Friday night. Thank you. I'm so happy that it's actually Friday night. Right. Thanks for having me. It's really always so special when we actually record on a Friday night. And again, here we are, no drinks. Nobody even poured a drink. I have high quality water. Oh, okay. Well, I'm the only one without a drink then. I have rum and lime juice. Ooh. Shots to Roscoe with the cocktails. Sips cocktail. Hello. Artisanal. An artisanal one. Like, I was a little nervous about this because this afternoon I told y'all I got a facial and they offered me a mimosa after and I'm like, sure, why not? Why would I get tipsy off of one mimosa? I'm not sure. It I happens. Came- I came home, we had company and they're like, should we start wine? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I didn't know if I was going to be able to be fully present, but I am. I'm, I'm here and I'm alive. <laughs> you sound well, we coherent. Are- so- All right. <laughs> That's all that matters. I tried to space them out. So we you, re- you recounted your day with true accuracy. So you've seen the good. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to jump in. I asked Roscoe to be a, a guest here on Friday Night Moms because if you follow Roscoe on social media, then you know that she has been very, very vocal about her struggle with fibroids. For years, she's been very graphic, very open about it. And I loved it. I said, honey, we got to have Roscoe on the show, right? Because this is a thing that A, so many women, especially Black women are struggling with. And this beautiful woman through through this struggle has now found a man. She's lovely and happily married. And she has given birth to the most gorgeous baby girl named Noah. So cute. She's so cute so everyone should please go follow roscoe on instagram for the realness so i wanted her to share with us roscoe if you are okay just a brief history of your life with fibroids okay i will try to keep it brief my dog is trying to break in on me right now i don't know we can't hear okay good (laughs) um so it started back in i think around 20 10, 2011, I was um, living in Detroit at the time, very heavy periods. I'm like, why is this happening to me? This can't be normal. Went to the doctor. They're like, girl, it's normal. You'll be okay. They put me on birth control, which is what a lot of doctors do, saying that that regulate my period. Um, so got on the birth control and then I bled for like a month straight and I was like, no, nah, this can't be it. So 
I got off of it because I didn't see any changes and I didn't realize that you needed to be a bit more consistent with it for it to do anything, so for it to regulate. So I got off of it and it wasn't until 2012 when I moved to New York when I went to a different doctor um, and I was like, something's wrong out here, way too heavy, cramps are way too painful, what's going on? And she gave me an ultrasound. She's like, oh, you have fibroids. Mm-hmm. Um, first learned about fibroids, started doing research about them. Um, and then I finally got the surgery. I think I had just been living this very normal life with a very low hemoglobin. And I just thought it was normal. Like, um, yeah. very iron, very low energy, but I'm still moving out in my day to day. So I really didn't know how ridiculous it was to have a hemoglobin that was like a seven when 13 is considered normal. So I was, um, I wasn't on my period, but I was bleeding a lot. Mm. So emergency and I'm like, fix me, please. (laughs) My insides are falling, please fix me. And they're like, oh, you can't go home. You have to get a blood transfusion. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll just go eat some broccoli and some kale. I'm good. Please don't keep me. And they're like, no, we can't let you go home. So got Fusion. Um, and it felt like normal. Like I walked home from the hospital because I'm a crazy person. I'm like, I don't know what they kept. I don't know what I needed to get a transfusion for. I feel fine. <laughs> um, got a transfusion and I went back to the doctor and that's when she's like, you need to get these removed. So I had a surgery scheduled for 2013. That's when I had my first abdominal myomectomy. That's when they give you essentially a C-section cut and take them out. Um, so I was good for about, I think they removed 16 at that time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Years. But then the cramping came back, the heavy bleeding came back. Um, and at that point, I guess I was kind of at a crossroads. Like, do I want to have another surgery before I have a baby? Because if, you know, I get another surgery, yeah. that I'll get cut open again be good for a minute, I may potentially have to have another myomectomy before I actually get married, have a baby, blah, blah, blah. So I was mostly just living with fibroids for a while and like living with the heavy periods for a while. Like how long, sorry, how long between your first surgery until the like symptoms of the fibroids returned? It was about, um, I would say about two and a half to three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't as bad, but you know, it, it creeps back up on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was 20, I'm trying to remember when I was living in New Orleans. Um, I'm going to say- Because also she was mo- living in New York and living in New Orleans while you're like, living nice. the dream, Roscoe. <laughs> but no, so I was, I think it was 2018, I'll say 2018. But at this point I got put on a uh, progesterone, which again was going to like regulate my period. Mm-hmm. So at this point, my period it slows down, but I bled for literally like 15 months um, wow. every single day. So it wasn't heavy bleeding. I wasn't really cramping, but I still had to wear a pad or a liner every single day because, you know, I was still spotting every single day. And then like depending on stress levels or it could be anything, like mm-hmm. some clots can just feel like they want to fall out. You know what I'm saying? So I also had PTSD where I'm like, well, I still need to wear a pad because I never know what's going to happen. And I don't want to be out living my life and I'm not prepared. So, and I mean, um, that's so, I mean, like, 
fibroids or not, every woman has that fear, right? Of like being out in the street, period. You are like always like, ugh. You stand right. up and you're like, ugh, how wet does my butt yeah. feel? Should I, girl, check me, am I? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you know what's interesting, um, especially since Celia brought you to the table as someone we should have on. Um, a couple weeks back, I moderated a panel and I know we talked about panels and how nervous we are on them, but it was like my first moderating and I survived it and I was sweating. And so, you know, that's like, that's my thing. So like my nervousness, like I'm sweating, I'm hot, I'm sweating, like mm-hmm. sweat is overdrive. Nonetheless, um, I did it actually with the, uh, in partnership with, um, a woman's health uh, clinic called Viva Eve and I partnered with them before and actually mm-hmm. this panel was specific to fibroids and that is actually what they specialize in so I had heard of fibroids before my college best friend suffered incredibly um, with fibroids and bleeding even like a tampon and a pad and like doubling up and like all this stuff for years and years and years um, and so through that my mom also and then in this conversation before going into um moderating the panel I found out my grandmother my aunt and like all it, it kind of basically is circling me so yeah. not to say I'm just like my time may come um mm-hmm. just because the stats are that right women of color it's like a very high percentage by the time you turn 50 like you have a long way to go if you, you know, I do not suffer from fibroids, as I say, just yet, but mm-hmm. I am nowhere near 50. So it could pop up in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk to you about, I think what you said is your myomectomy, right? So did they offer you, um, what is it called? Uterine embolism treatment where they go intravenously and it's hey. no longer a cut. No, they didn't, but I was told that at that time, and my last surgery, there were just too many to go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first surgery, I honestly didn't know of all of the different options. I was just like, this is going to stop my bleeding, but that up, let's get it done. Let's Right, which is like a part of that conversation. Like mm-hmm. either you don't know so much about it, they're not giving you kind of all the options. And I'm not saying by any stretch of it that that wasn't the direction for you because everyone is totally different the size of your fibroids matter their location matters all of that right but it's like just holistically right we're talking about fibroids very specifically but holistically black maternal health like we're not given the options you know or given solid treatment half the time yeah the thing that really fucks me up is when doctors offer hysterectomies and I'm like, and that's I'm, like the first thing that they offer. <laughs> like, I'm a baby. I want babies. My uterus is still popping. Like, it's a little fucked up, but like, I can still do a lot of things. Don't take this from me. Like, why is that the first thing you offer? They are and if, you would think to that that's so. That. Yeah, they would, you would think that for someone so young, because at the time you were what? You were in your 20s. Like, don't uh, even. I don't want a hysterectomy in my 20s. I don't know what my life has in store for me right. at yeah. this point. You know? And it makes me so sad that there are so many women, especially young women, who are just like, similar to how I was with the myonectomy, they're like, oh, this is going to make me feel better. This is going to take my cramps and bleeding away. Give me a hysterectomy. When it's like you don't understand the, you know, the seriousness of what that means. 
right yeah. right and and like we said so young right yeah, in that moment yeah. you're just like just make a stop but yeah. you don't know what even if you're a person who like didn't want children I didn't want children and I mm -hmm. have a son and it just changed in terms of like life and partnership and just like seeing things differently mm -hmm. um and not wanting children as a younger person had anything to do with like anything from a vanity standpoint it just was like well I could do it's fine I could live mm -hmm. life without children yeah and I can't see my life without my son now and going into it I you know it was planned you know all of that but just to tell someone in their early 20s like here's your option yeah and present it in a way where it's like you can <laughs> either make this life altering decision right now while you are suffering and in yep. pain and inconvenienced in so many ways we can make it stop you know but and, and but your life will be altered yeah. forever you know what I mean like that's a terrible weight to put on someone's shoulders like all treatment options should be explored long before anyone talks about a hysterectomy yeah. for sure you know yes, yes. <sighs> you know the, the, the Having a vagina, having a uterus and a vagina is just so much work. And and everybody want to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> want to regulate what we got going on. Come oh, up with some other way to, to, to do this. You right. know what I'm saying? Come up with some, some other free, ways to treat this. Give me free pads and tampons. We could start very, very small. When you're bleeding like crazy. They're especially if you want organic, forget about it. Forget about it. Oh, the expense, Roscoe. I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't either. Yeah. Wow. The expense, especially like yes, if you want to go. Yeah. Like if you want to go organic, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Somebody owe you some money, Roscoe. Listen. Reparations. Reparations. So much money on pads. And there are only certain pads that I can actually get because this is a different conversation, but. When you bleed, I actually need to make a post about this because I actually need answers from other women. Like mm -hmm. for people with heavy periods and all periods matter, but like, like the heavy ones where you're mm -hmm. like, and you got to change your clothes. These super plus pads, they, they ain't hitting it. Like the super plus pads that you get in the store, they're long. They're not thick. Uh, this is an aside. Y'all can cut this, but I need to tell y'all the other day. <laughs> Don't okay. care. Yeah, I, no. I was about to be like, well, what about the ones when you have a baby? Those are extra thick. I mean, they're not sexy. They're they're very comfortable, but but they those are not OG because they're just so long. And it's like I need mm -hmm. the I don't necessarily need the length. But other day, period came. Was not prepared. Did not have my pads that I love. I had like a ton of super plus pads because I try to give everybody a chance. So I have like drawer of pads that I don't touch because they don't work for me. So. I'm like going through them until the ones that I get arrived. But one night I was like, I can't do it. I use one of my baby size three diapers. And I was like, this is what the fuck I need as a pet. Like it was, it sounds crazy. It doesn't. You <laughs> like, gotta, listen, let's get to the bottom of these solutions. Like the little wings did not feel good on my booty. But <laughs> everything else. I oh, because like, you just put the diaper in. You just set the whole diaper in. in. <laughs> I mean, they're, a size three is tiny. And it's funny you brought up a size three because I got stuck when I, at the airport. I had to buy a size three and he is a smooth six. So oh, I get wow. you. That's, huh? How old is he? 16 months. 
Okay. But I, we, total sidebar, I know we will not cut any of this. Total sidebar, we get on the plane and we get to the gate and it's like, all right, let me change it before we get on the gate. This is, falls back to your size three. And mm-hmm. we're looking, we look and look and look. I'm like, it's in the bag and the, you know, very de- the mom detail. It's in the white bag and a great thing. Da, 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 da. It's not in there. He's like, on, no, it's checked <laughs> on the plane. Oh, God. Every last diaper. And we had a layover. So I was just <sighs> like, just took a breath and I was like, and I went to the little convenience, whatever, and they sold Pampers, but they were only size three. So, oh, okay. size three might be the magic number. Uh, it's it's a good enough it's a great it's a good enough listen what roscoe what i think you need to know about gunner gunner dale said his name gunner when she says gunner wears a size six diaper dale is dale and her both and both dale and her husband are like six feet tall we we are talking about a large the baby Okay, can I we know? are tall, we are strong, and we are solid people. Yes. So yes, he wears large, larger diapers. So a three was like cutting into the, you know, when you wear two tight panties. Yeah, and it starts hurting. Listen, you can't sleep in them. You make and get through the day, and you cannot sleep in the two tight panties. So I felt bad for him, but I put them babies on, and I snapped the onesie just in case they decided to. <laughs> Just in case. And said a prayer. That's so funny. But to the half of tissue handy. That is correct. The visual of my man guns in a size three diaper. I it haven't seen him tiny. lately, but even the last time I saw him, a size three diaper. After a size three diaper on cash is just it's, it's not <laughs> happening. So I'm just trying to imagine the size three on you. On oh, Roscoe, Roscoe. Right. <laughs> on an adult woman. Uh, it's just like right in your panties like a padlet. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to look. I have an extra one. I might check it out today. I might do like a you know you size yeah. it up like <laughs> just she might be onto something because I got an extra one. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. So maybe we might be comes, onto something. It might be onto you might need to write what's the lady who owns honey pot? You might need to write her a letter. I'm send her a message like these mm-hmm. please. Yes, yes. Please. Yeah, because yeah. this is we are fans of the honey pot yeah. <laughs> and the cooling. Listen, <laughs> the cooling sensation your vagina gets. Danielle and her spicy panty liners. I love it. Go ahead, Roscoe. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my favorite name. What? Coochie coolers. <laughs> Even better. That is spicy panties. Spice is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we talked about little... yes, yeah. I called them spicy I, I like that <laughs> <sighs> okay we, I knew we were going to take sidebars we just, let's screw back okay. onto the topic okay, okay. Roscoe <laughs> so we know that you're happily married now uh, but as when you were a single dating woman right like we've all you we are all ex New York City hot girls okay hot you know what I'm saying oh okay Danielle still look okay I'm still okay. in New York and I'm still I'm a luke, lukewarm girl okay <laughs> well I like it <laughs> but how how was it navigating that that space right with this thing that you had to deal with right where where 
we're out, we're meeting men, we're dating. That presumably means we're sleeping with people, we're staying the night. So like, what what did that look like? Mm-hmm. How did you navigate that? Yeah. Um, I can say in New York, I didn't really stay out much when I was on my period. It was easy mm-hmm. with being like when I met Matthew, that was different because I was, you know, with him a lot more often. So mm-hmm. it wasn't easy to be like, well, I'm going to be at my crib because I'm on my period because I was a lot more consistent. Yeah. Um, but he's, Matthew's a different type of nigga. So mm-hmm. he's not, you know how some men like get the ickies with periods because they turn into seven-year-old boys? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna sit in the bathroom with you. Are you good? Do you need some water? Type of person, you know? So, okay. but I did have other situations. Like, I remember being in Detroit, stayed overnight, and I ruined this guy's sheets, and I was so embarrassed. And I like told my mom, and she was like, just, I don't know why my mom did this. I would never have Noah buy more sheets. But she was like, here, she gave me some money, it was like, just buy him some more sheets. And I'm like, wow. hey. But absolutely not, Noah. Tell him to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, because he wants to reap the benefits of this body. Yeah, but he was understanding. He obviously didn't care. And the other moment that I had that was most embarrassing, I was in New York. I was headed to um, a 5K, and I was having one of my friends drop us off. It was me and Melissa. And I was so excited. This was my first 5K. It was the color run. I was excited to get all this colorful powder thrown on me at the end but um before I left I I don't even remember my period being dumb dumb heavy but I know I was having a period so as soon as I was about to step out the door I put on a super plus tampon I put on my pad and I'm like all right that let's go as soon as I get there I'll get out the car go to the bathroom do this race which should be like 20 to 30 minutes change my pad, change my tampon, get home, do the same thing. I should be good. Like 30 minutes, you know? And we get there. And before I got up, I did the little check and I'm like, fuck, my hand got blood on it. So I'm super embarrassed because I'm in this man's nice car. I probably know him for like two weeks, maybe. Um, So I bled on his little band seat. I'm very sad. Closer to run. And I'm like, I don't even know this man. And now I have to explain my situation to him and have him help me figure it out. So we get there and I'm like, I need you to take me home. And he's like, no, get out, go do the run. I'm like, I can't go. He's like, you better go get this money. I'm like, no, I actually can't. I was like, my insides are falling out right now. So he took me to a nearby gas station, got cleaned up. I have blood all on my shoes, my shoelaces. Um, And then he took me home and he was, obviously fine like he didn't care he was a grown man um but yeah I think those are really my only situations like in dating where yeah I'll slip up. but they all were I'm very grateful that I wasn't dealing with knuckleheads <laughs> yeah yeah but I can see where it limits you I mean in that space for you to start out you know based on serious question for you to start out by saying like oh I just didn't leave my house during that time like that is that's like so yeah. debilitating it is and I was that way for a while like I mean all the past years like before my last surgery that's just what it was wow. and like I absolutely had to like when I was in LA um I had to make money so I was um I was traveling to go to work this is when I was styling but my commute was like an hour 15 minutes mm-hmm. and I was like subway and then a bus <laughs> which is just 
crazy. In LA? And so yeah, a lot of people don't know that the subway exists, but coming from New York. No, I know it exists, but I'm still like, oh, okay. But also no. she lived in New York and New Orleans and LA. Like I got it. my girl is moving. She's, she's out here. Okay. She's like, I'm not my in girl like, on the move, I'm babes. <laughs> move around and you figure it out it's like do i want to take a 50 dollar uber every day or am i gonna get on this subway and this bus i made on a subway in this bus but it's been so many times where i was just like i'm just gonna bring a change of clothes to work the craziest thing is when i got off the bus my job was maybe like a block away doing that pink room walk in broad daylight to get work is it was terrible because it was like, I have to hold my thighs together so that this blood clot doesn't come down my leg. And it's like, I got to do anyway, but it's just a headache, you know? Wow. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I if say I, somebody owe you some money. That's what I'm saying. The one I felt really proud. I was um not proud, but I felt like a little liberated. I was in Detroit. This was when we were getting the lip bar store built. And um, Matthew's with me. I can't remember why I was in town. I may have been there shooting or something, but he was there with me. And uh, it was me, him, and Melissa. We're in the store just looking at what's happening. I'm so excited. And I'm like, I need a bathroom right now. <laughs> we don't have a bathroom at the lip bar store. You have to go like across the alley into the hotel. <sighs> so I'm like, I need a bathroom. I go down to the bathroom. And at this point, I don't know if this was one of my days where I just had on a pad because of my PTSD, but I didn't have anything on me. Like I wasn't strapped with pads, so I must not have been bleeding for real all day. Mm-hmm. But go to the bathroom. And when I tell y'all I was in this hotel's bathroom in the basement butt naked, <laughs> and Melissa had to go buy me some more panties, Matthew went and bought me some pads, and I was just sitting in there looking crazy while they went to and did get- everything. Yeah, but shouts to the crew though. I know. And then this is the part that made me so happy. I was like, I want to go home. And they're like, no, we're not going home. I was like, please, I just want to go home. And they're like, no, we're going to go get food. And then we're still going to this art show because we were about to go see one of my friends' exhibits. And I was like, I appreciate y'all so much because any other day I would have been like, bye. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm still taking that. Wow. But I still. <laughs> Shouts to the community, husband and bestie. Well, was he was was he a husband at the time? Beyonce was boyfriend. Was that was, yeah, he, he he's yeah, he'd be taking care of me. Well, since we brought up Matthew, let's let's segue into you meeting Matthew because <laughs> I very vividly remember you said to me, Roscoe. Um at Roscoe used to freelance at Brooks Brothers which is how we met Um, she said to me one day um, I met this kind of little nerdy guy but I think I really like him and I was like well it don't matter girl it don't matter well if you like him then he is it honey and then this was her husband so hot tell us about how you met Matthew and how sharing about this you know really large part of your life with him went Mm mm-hmm um, I met him, he put out this book with a friend of his and one of my girlfriends, she did some styling for the book slash magazine that they put out. And she had me paint a pair of shoes for it, um, for the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And I went to the launch party with her. I met him there. It was kind of like just the what up. 
And then I think a little bit later, him and his partner, they like hit me up asking if I could work with them on something. We met, talked for a second. He wasn't really checking for me. I wasn't checking for him. And then he emailed me and asked about a painting. And I still didn't know that he was checking for me for real, but I was like, okay, maybe. But he actually bought it. So that's when I was like, oh, he must have just really wanted the art. Because a mm. lot of, I'm sorry for saying the N-word, but a lot of people, they'll like hit your line asking for artwork, but that's just their segue into trying to talk to you. But um, he bought a painting, which was nice. And we kind of kept in touch after that. Um, and then one night he hit me up, it was maybe like 1030 or something. After hours. After hours. And he asked if I knew of any art galleries or um, any art shows happening in New York. And I was like, sir, you work at a magazine in the books and art section. You know what's popping in the city. <laughs> so you need to ask another question at 1030 at night. What do you want? Um, so I was like, we can go gallery hopping next time we're both available. And that's like how we started talking. Oh. Love that he actually bought the art. Does he still have the piece? He does. I should go grab our dining room right now. That's amazing. That yeah. is amazing. That's the best pickup right there. Mm -hmm. Like you, you actually buy something that you ask about. Yeah, yeah. He didn't haggle you on the price. Didn't haggle me, no. And it was cheap time. I didn't know how to sell art, but no, he just bought it. With no question. I love that. And I love that he has kept it and you guys have moved from here to there, from here to there, and he still has kept it. Yeah, we always make it like a focal point in whatever space we're in. And, yeah. And so now, okay, you've met this man. It becomes serious, right? She's telling folks, I met this man. I think I really like him. How did you, like, well, obviously you have to tell him. So like, when did it come up? How did you tell him? How did you handle that? That's a really good question because I don't remember. Um, because yeah, I, as you said, that nigga. I, yeah. So it's like once you're staying overnight at somebody's house, especially if you're in your period, it's like, oh, well, do you have a towel I can sleep on? Or, you know, you may need extra tissue because you use all of this man's tissue. Or you may have got blood <laughs> on the rug because you didn't put your panties on quick enough when you got out of the shower. So I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's not really something that you can hide when you're seeing somebody every day. You just reminded me. Now this is a, a this is a Celia aside. <laughs> I was dating this man in New York at one time, like kind of early on when I first moved there. And when I first moved to New York, I didn't have a job. And mm -hmm. this man still lived with his mother, as New Yorkers can do. No shade to all the New Yorkers. Um, but I felt like he would come to my house and like he always had to shit. And I just feel like he was running through my toilet paper at a just unreasonable level. Oh, like, oh why are you using up all of my toilet paper? Bring a roll or two from your mama house. That's sick. That's how much it stuck with me. It's years later. I don't, you know what I'm saying? She no, said toilet paper and I was triggered. I mean, let's see that. <laughs> wow. Don't be thinking of my house, eh? That's I'm nice. About, I need my toilet paper. Mm -mm. Okay, I'm sorry. We're talking about Matthew. We're talking about your lovely husband, Matthew. Morehouse man. Shouts to, shouts to the Morehouse man. Oh, huh? Where you at, Morehouse man? Hey, Sean. Oh, he also has headphones in and is busy editing a YouTube video. Look at him. Doing you know it for the family. 
burning the midnight oil over here. Okay, so we met lovely Matthew. He has he knows all about the the highly inconveniencing, upsetting ways of Roscoe's fibroids. And now, at some point, you guys have decided, okay, this is it. We together. We getting married. We gonna have a family. Mm-hmm. How did the well? I guess along with that question, right? How did the conversation with your current doctors? come into play about childbirth about having children what had they said to you and how did you approach that conversation with Matthew right because it's mm-hmm. not just as you we know going into it that it's not going to be just as simple as like a fun Friday night and oops we're pregnant you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. going to take some work so like right. how did that go um so that was a bit different I guess because like I was saying at this point I needed a surgery uh when I was living in New Orleans like I was literally like going to the bathroom and then barely making it back to my bed. Um, so I needed it, but I also wasn't trying to rush into marriage and to rush into having a kid. Um, so I was kind of just dealing with it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have that conversation. Like, when do you think, and I, I hate the conversation in general because it feels so like pushy, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? When are we gonna get married? When are you gonna have a baby? But it's like, no, really, like I have to, we gotta figure this together, family. Let's figure out what we're gonna do because I can't live like this much longer because it's really like literally taking a toll on my body. Um, But honestly, I think it kind of just fell into place. Like he proposed, we left, um, we had to move back to New York, so. We left New Orleans, went back to New York. The day that we moved back to New York, he proposed. Um, We ended up getting married in 2020. So I had my surgery August 6th of 2020. We got married September 5th. Um, I had to do three months of recovery. I went back to the hospital in October, I think it was. they had to do a bit more snipping um, because the, um, I'm gonna fuck this up, so I'm not even gonna say it, but it had to do a bit more snipping. So I had to do one more month of recovery. After that month, he's like, I'm very impressed with the way that you're healing. Like beforehand, they'll love to tell you like, you know, just so you know, there may be a chance that you have trouble getting pregnant. Maybe you can't get pregnant. I think that they feel like they need to say it. If I was a doctor, but I think that they have to put it out there. Um, so it's scary, like the thought of even trying, the thought of miscarrying, the thought of trying for however long and nothing comes of it. But um, went back, he said everything looked good, said he was impressed with the way that I was feeling. He was like, you're good to go, like you're good to start trying. And that was in November. Um, in January, we were pregnant. So it really wow. was- everything was aligned like god was like girl you've been dealing with this for 10 plus years you don't gotta worry about this like just got you like literally take this baby but we got pregnant asap like almost as soon as we started trying for real wow so i said i I feel like i'm really blessed that everything kind of happened organically yeah and now had you uh, when you because you're moving so you're obviously going to different doctors are you going to doctors and like giving them this full history like hello I'm Roscoe nice to meet you here's the long and storied history of my uterus immediately because like let's skip all the in between yeah it's no reason to beat around the bush like this is what's going on with my body I need you to tell me how I can move forward you know Mm -hmm. so when I um 
the guy who did my last surgery, actually, he was um a friend of the family. So he kind of like already knew my history. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and that just felt like a very easy and comfortable situation. Like it wasn't so much explaining. He very clearly understood what I had been through. Um, he was very explanatory when doing my surgery. Like he even took all of my pictures afterwards and sent them to me. He's a person who explains everything step by I, step. Oh, they're they're on the internet. So I saw some pictures <laughs> of what? My fiber rings. Oh. Babies. Yeah. You did you share these on your Instagram? I said I, I saw them on the internet. Oh, I mean, but hers specifically. Yeah. Oh, how I missed that. I maybe I just maybe I just forgot. I'm I sure. did a swipe swipe. It said, <laughs> "Click here if you would like to see." This <laughs> I said, but yeah, um, I think yeah. it's best to go in explaining your history to whoever, like whatever doctor you want, like tell them everything you want because yeah. a lot. Doctors, if they're new, if you don't tell them, they can do the same thing that my first doc did. Like, oh, the heavy periods are normal. It's like, no, bitch, it's not normal. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is this is what I've been through. Right, like I've been been there already, honey. Don't prescribe nothing to tell you. Nah, nah, nah. So, wow. can I ask this question? When you got <laughs> pregnant, when it came to, because I don't think I've researched this part. When it comes to labor and delivery after myomectomy, is it a short and c-section or you can deliver vaginally you can deliver vaginally but it's highly recommended that you have a c-section because once you um and i've had two surgeries so like once you get yeah. close to uh, you know the point where you're having contractions you can cause a rupture and it damage your body it could possibly kill you and hurt the baby if you like have a rupture on your uterus got it but I, I didn't I've never the question just popped into my head I'm like I feel like I've never I was sad I have a natural birth but I'm like is it's not worth it like I feel like that's all ego just get this baby up out yeah. of me and I'm gonna be fine mm -hmm. and then I found out like uh, I can know the exact day I don't have to do I mean I wanted to do it the natural way but I'm also like I can just walk in and sit down and y'all Giving my baby, okay. Um, and that's just incredibly mind blown to me. So yeah, I know you had a C-section. Uh, I did, it was, a, I mean. I know, it wasn't planned. Danielle and I spent so much time hyping each other up about the natural deliveries that we were gonna have. <laughs> and then I was very torn up for quite a long time yeah. about the fact that I had to have that unplanned C-section. But yeah. I, I have come to terms with it you know in, in in a different way but i think it should be said though that like it, there is some freedom in that choice because i do know other mothers who had to schedule c-sections and there is freedom and joy in knowing like wow i wake up this morning mm -hmm. and today is the day for sure yeah. that i get to meet this little person that i've been cooking yeah. for this long time yeah yeah but like it's a choice that you want to make so having it unplanned is like the fuck what yeah. why yeah, yeah. But it should also, I think listeners should understand that your myectomy, am I saying mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. Is basically a C-section. It's a C-section. Right? So that's the thing. It was so easy. This recovery from Noah, it was like, what? I can, 
what move around and I can sneeze a little bit and it don't hurt as bad. Like the myomectomy, those two recoveries were way harder than having a baby. And I thought it was going to be opposite. I'm like, wow. I'm saying like, I've done this before. It won't be bad. I can do this. But the myomectomy recoveries were so much harder than, I mean, and they weren't hard, both of my recoveries. So yeah, I was back at Brooks two weeks after my first uh like lifting trunks, just being ridiculous. Cause I wasn't supposed to be, but I felt fine. Um, Girl, two weeks after having that C-section, I was like, someone needs to bring everything to my bedside table. And you were lifting trucks. <laughs> like I experienced it twice before. So when I had Noah, it just felt easy because it's like, I know what this feels like. And it's actually like, I didn't get super cut up. You know what I'm saying? With Noah, they, yeah. and they took her out and they put me back together. But with the myomectomies, they're like, my last surgery, they took out 51 fibroids. So that's a lot of digging and cutting. So just taking my little baby out, I'm like, this is easy peasy. Like, this is this is nice. I can do this. Wow. I mean, yes. that's it's not wow. a silver lining exactly, right? But it is for a first-time mom going yeah. into a C-section, you don't really know what to expect. But here you are with just, unfortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, right? This, like, knowledge into what that will look like. Yeah. <sighs> I'm, I just, I don't know who I need to write a letter to, Roscoe, but you deserve a check. I just, I want <laughs> someone to give you, I don't so know what the dollar amount is. <laughs> I don't I'll, know what the dollar amount is, but. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's they certainly it could calculate what somehow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ugh, just, okay. So we, we've, how did your, you got pregnant very easily. Yay. Um, and so how was your pregnancy? Did you have a fairly easy pregnancy? Did you like it? Cause I didn't did necessarily love it. Did your fibroids bother you? Did your fibroids bother you? Yeah. Did fibroids come back in some ways? They didn't. I think the hardest part of my pregnancy was just being anxious every single day. So literally every time I went to the bathroom, I was looking for blood and my mm every single time so I think that was the hardest time like I was like having a mental fuck almost every single day because I'm like god are we doing this like you know what are we doing like okay I tried master and then I'm like okay I know somebody who lost their baby at five months what's gonna happen at five months I'm like okay I know somebody who had a stillbirth what's gonna happen when it's time to go have my baby so it's like every day I feel like I couldn't even really fully enjoy my pregnancy because I was like so in my head but other than that, it was so easy. Like, I loved being pregnant. Like, it, I felt so good. I was a little nauseous in the beginning. I had, like, maybe three headaches. Um, I mean, my skin was ugly, but that's fine. <laughs> but it was so easy. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah, I loved it, too. Celia was like... <laughs> you wasn't... So to know also a little bit about us is that Celia and I got pregnant pretty much at the same time. Mm -hmm. we did not know it we kind of like I went to her house and she was like girl I'm pregnant like me too because I didn't tell anyone um oh. and me my story is and our listeners probably know this and you may not know but Gunner is our rainbow baby so we had lost two babies before him so mm -hmm. like me sharing with Celia that I was pregnant just I think we were just on the wrapping up of our first trimester like nobody knew I was pregnant like my mama didn't know I was pregnant nobody yeah. by that point I kind of was... felt like it on an Instagram post I was like she pregnant because my boobs <laughs> looked good 
She's a boob Because I have little boobs. My boobs were like. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was cute, but they're gone now. Um, we will, we'll talk about that in another episode of <laughs> what Ooh. babies do to your body. Roscoe but, best um, friend, her baby too, and Roscoe had them things. Roscoe got them. Th- if we got small boobs, Roscoe got every all the boobs. All the well, you definitely got high school boobs. So watch, oh. watch your tongue. These saggy um, bags of nothing are. No. <laughs> Anywho, we digress. Um. But I totally get it in terms of like being very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't nervous the entire ride, but definitely first half of second trimester, I was. But outside of the nervousness, like I was glowing and going and working yeah. out and feeling good and happy. And I can do this every day mm-hmm. kind of person. Thank God for Gunner. That makes me so happy. And yeah. Celia was like, no. Get this I, baby I, out. <laughs> I did not enjoy being pregnant. Just be I'm a stomach sleeper and I wanted to sleep on my stomach. But to your point, I had a friend who was a friend. I was living in New York at the time, but she was here in Cleveland who was also pregnant mm-hmm. and lost her baby at 28 weeks mm-hmm. in a very sudden, like, and the way she tells the story about that experience is really awful right gut-wrenching and so when you said you you it was hard to really oh aren't you trying he got something to say i can't hear you um oh i was saying like it, it was it can be scary and hard to connect into the pregnancy right when you kind of have this fear of like it could happen it could end at any moment or yes i you're checking for you know the 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 books say baby should move so many times an hour and everything you're like you're checking you checking your watch and you're like has he has he moved has she moved has it moved like it becomes so scary it is such a scary experience as as well as you know beautiful and awful when you have uh acid reflux and purple tunnel in both hands but you know what I mean beautiful (laughs) what else and and I think that it's really interesting that Danielle and I did have such different experiences but I'm the one always talking about having another one and she'd be like I don't know dog and I'm like because I'm still trying to sleep solid (laughs) like I still I mean he sleeps he sleeps through the night. The kid goes down by 6 30 p.m., wakes up at 6 a.m. Like solid 12-ish hours. Like no complaints there. It's rare that he has like interrupted sleep or any of that. That stuff is in the past. But something in my body is still like, you're tired. Yeah. Wait a damn minute. And so it's like, you know. Way to do but also we also reference the fact that and cash goes to daycare and i said to celia when she first was like you know i think we could do it again i was like because we go to daycare you don't see him all day every day it's definitely because he goes to daycare like without question yeah i was saying that recently like every day i've tried to sing like when my co-workers asked me i was like oh how's it going i'm very tired like i've tried honest instead of saying oh i'm good i'm like i'm tired and I'm trying to figure, like, why am I tired still every single day? Because baby girl, she's sleeping through the night, too. But I still just feel so tired every single How day. How many months is Noah? He's 11 months. Yeah. 
and I can't I can't figure it out. But to Celia's point, Matthew's mom is in town and she's been so we both work from home. We typically have someone here watching her, but she's been with his mom mm-hmm. whole week. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. Like we drop her off in the morning and then like at five o'clock, five thirty, I go pick her up. And like the excitement that she has when she sees me. It's just next level. But it's also like, I actually miss you so, 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 so much. Yeah. And that I was able to be productive because I wasn't checking for you all day. And I was playing you kids Right. There's that other part. Even though someone's helping, we have someone here who helps us too. We, have, we used to share the same nanny. Um, mm-hmm. It's still commotion. <laughs> it's still pulling on your emotions. It's still pulling on your attention. It's still pulling, even though you're working and someone is fully capable of taking care of your child right even if i hear you laugh and it's like what's funny what you laughing, what you laughing about i want to come play come did i miss that like why are you no. crying why are you crying so much you know you don't want your diaper change oh okay exactly exactly you don't want your diaper change and here i am thinking you fell out of the tree and yeah have cash come on well Cecilia, you and sean get little snippets of it when the daycare closed for that a bit of time when the daycare closed they are closed for two days coming up there's a professional development day and me and Sean were like what 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 what?" no um (laughs) but I do remember what it was like when he was home and it's absolutely true even though someone is there you're still very distracted yeah it's still hard to focus because it's your little it's your baby it's your little person and I know that this person is capable I know that this baby is okay but it's your little, it's your little person. Daycare, I mean, we still, Sean and I both work in the home as well. And even though Cash isn't here every day, we mention him multiple times a day, every single yeah. day. Like he's of still course. very much, we're, we still get distracted. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it, I don't think that ever, that ever stops, but daycare so has been fantastic. And it does free your brain up to think that, okay you well, know i live vicariously through your second <laughs> that's my eyes how like was it hard put, i mean i know it was like oh my god so much more time for myself but was it hard put him in daycare uh i feel like all things theoretically it wasn't hard like we were like he's going like, to daycare <laughs> but and not you. until yeah not until we got in the car after leaving him inside and we come back outside and we get in the car, I was like, Ugh. and now I'm supposed to drive away yeah. and just, and that's it. That, yeah. that would, that part was hard at the same time though. We, he started daycare right as we had moved. So like during the day we had a lot to do because we're trying to unpack and and make this space baby friendly because we have a toddler who's trying to walk and he's touching everything so and we want to be comfortable so there was a lot going on at home which kind of distracted us from worrying about like how he's doing at daycare and the daycare everyone at the daycare has been very lovely and they all say his, you know, he walks into the classroom now with no problem. In the beginning, he would cry. But now, you know, you kind of say, well, okay, have a good day. And he's like, he's like, bye. I'm, yeah, I'm going to kick it. He hugs every, like, there have been times where I picked him up and he is so busy hugging on the woman, the the Aww. caregiver, where I'm like, do you want to come to me? Right. You want to come home or you yeah. want to stay here? You want to go home with her? What's going on? um so yeah daycare has been it's been great 
but That's also it. concerning. I mean, yeah. um, this is not concerning. My brain had went somewhere else. It's not concerning. It's it's great. <laughs> so you know, you have five thoughts at the same time. Your mouth is moving, but your brain is going somewhere else. Okay, so we we've talked about your pregnancy. We've talked about your birth. We welcomed baby Noah, which ah. Uh, the cutest little name, the cutest little. She's so cute. Thank Don't you. Worry. She got two suitors <laughs> in other states. Hello. When when you're ready. Arranged. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because Lady Noah. just trying to raise them up right. <laughs> right. Upstanding so, men. Upstanding <laughs> men who don't need you to buy new sheets. Okay. Listen, I need to talk to my mom about that actually. But <laughs> And now, have you thought about, I mean, we're not thinking about Noah's uterus necessarily right now, right? But is this something, is there like a family history? Is it something that you thought about? Like, what, is this something she could potentially face as well and how you would handle that? Yeah, so I have three sisters. All three of my sisters have had fibroids. They've had surgeries. My oldest sister had a hysterectomy. Um cousins, aunts, grandma, fibroids. Um, Before I got pregnant, I really wanted a boy. And I really wanted a boy because I was like, I do not want for a little girl to have to go through this. Like, it's it's ridiculous, you know? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine having my child, not my baby. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine girl, like, going through what I've been through. Um, But yeah, I don't... It's something that I think about all the time. I literally just mentioned the other day to Matthew, but I mean, what can you do? You know, I mean, but also you're armed with so much more knowledge, right? And when you know she's eleven months now, but twenty years from now, you know, I'm gonna say it's she is not going to experience fibroids. I'm gonna put it out there, but someone else in her orbit may, and just to think. I you know ideally medicine will advance a bit more you know mm-hmm. we'll find different ways to attack this or get to the bottom of why you know so many women primarily women of color face fibroids yes genetics are a big part of it but like is there something more you know um, I mean part of it too but still is there something more yeah yeah so yeah we'll see hopefully my yeah. baby Queer and living her grand old life, having living fun and fancy free. Uh, I hand the God on that, yeah. Yeah, I actually, when I had an ultrasound, um, towards the in the middle of my pregnancy, they were like, "Oh, you have a fibroid on the outside of your uterus and the, on the back." And I was like, "Well, what, 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 what that mean? What does that mean?" Uh, and I all things pregnancy and the children do all types of crazy things to your body and in my case it was suddenly there's a fibroid where there had been none luckily for me you know post baby it hasn't been uh an issue i haven't had an ultrasound since which i should probably still there yeah i don't i haven't had an ultrasound post baby which i probably should to stay on top of it so note to note to self i always learn something i always have a note for myself when i come away from these I mean, and especially if you're experiencing something irregular with your periods, I recommend you get an ultrasound because it's yeah. not something you can just see by looking at your body. I mean, now some people you can like do the pushing and they can maybe feel and say, oh, that's a fibroid. Mm-hmm. But 
you may need to get an ultrasound to actually see what's going on. Yeah, and I probably should. It's on my the mommy to-do list is long. Which is very long. But yeah, get it checked out. But definitely if your period is being fine, if it's being kind yeah. to you. For the most part, it has been. So, you know, but I'm going to. So my my next note, my next question here, Roz. Uh, Roz. You're not Roz. Roz is my old roommate. I should ask how Roz is doing. Roscoe. That's, <laughs> sorry. See my brain. I'm having all the thoughts. Roz. My next note, Roscoe, is to ask you, this is a soul check, just in general. How have you been since, in the 11 months since giving birth? How have you been just in general and in relation to your fibroids? Mm-hmm. I've been good. Um, something that's really buck wild to me is that when Noah was three months, my period came back. So that's, I felt really, really, really betrayed by the period. Cause like, come on now. Like she said, you are not supposed to be bleeding right now. And you were um, breastfeeding. I was breastfeeding and period just came back. So now I feel like it's trying to um, come back with more of a vengeance. So I recently said, because why are you doing that? I just had a surgery. Why you want to give me hard? Like I just told you, I felt like I needed my heavier pads, which is why I use my baby's diaper. But why are you doing this? Because we just had surgery two years ago. And it's too soon. Like it's just way too soon. Yeah. Um, And you had surgery 11 months ago. Correct. Well, too, um, she got to be pregnant for nine months. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was, oh, it was two, two years ago. Yeah. No, but am I not, is my math not mathing? Well, uh, my, my baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I'm just saying, so technically you've had three surgeries. Correct. Of, oh, of right, 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 right. Yeah, like, let's let's pray over this body. Let's Let's be mm-hmm. kind. So yeah, so I gotta get another ultrasound, see what's happening. But um, I feel good. Um, work is fine. I'm uh, I'm learning now to set boundaries since I have my baby. Like it's hard to set boundaries when you're like on a company. But now I'm like, I can't be working until the wee hours of the night because my baby has a bedtime. So I can't be talking to y'all. And I literally just put this on my calendar. I just put a block from like five to seven that says no a time because I got to go see my baby and hang out with her before I put her again. And then if I feel like doing something afterwards, or if I have to deliver something to y'all, I'll do that once she's asleep. But um, I'm trying to get back to myself, trying to set some boundaries, trying to, I told y'all I got a little facial today. <laughs> and we're um, loving it. Thank you. It's been hard though, because it's like you you wake up you hang out with baby and then you work for this very long period we need to figure out this work situation I really don't understand it like why need to work for such a long period of time I don't know and I feel you though mommy boundaries are really are very real because you do as I mean regardless of whether you have someone in the home caring for your child or in my case, the baby goes to daycare, but it's like, you don't get that many hours to like mm-hmm. really just hang out with the, with your kid if you want to. Um, and it, 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 it's yeah, that bedtime and it's a dance. I think that mm-hmm. uh, if for me, it's not so much work cause I work for myself, but it, it, it's my single um, childless friends. Hmm? You said you work for yourself? 
Oh, well, that went for myself. <laughs> I need to give myself a raise. Um, <laughs> but, and, and I don't want to say single, but my, just my childless friends, you know, where yeah. it's like, let's have dinner. And I'm like, I can do all things after eight o'clock. You know what I mean? But like, it's a dance that I want to do for bedtime. It's a dance that it's not fair to leave on the other person to do all the time because you want to have to do some work or you have to go out or whatever it is that you want to do. But like, this is the time. It's it's fun to like, like at dinner today, Cash, we wipe his hands with um, just like wipes we keep at the table. And he put them in his mouth and I was like, yeah and he wanted to do it 12 times and now and he, it cracked him up and like I want to be here to like pull a wipe out of your mouth and, and you oh, yeah. crack up you know what I mean because it's you only get that moment with your kid like that one they're only this age one for so time. long yeah yeah and for so long so the, the mommy boundaries are so real I don't the mommy to-do list is very real that like yeah you're always tired. I mean, we were tired before, but like (laughs) something about also remembering things for a kid is just like another level of tired. So completely understand that for sure. You're not alone in that struggle, girl. We all all got to think. But yeah, that's, that's how I am. I'm good. I'm still just like trying to figure out how to get back to myself. Like I still haven't figured out how to really have me time. Cause like, then you have to figure out what will be adults eat. Then I have to talk to my husband and I have to wrap up any work that I may have been doing. If I'm working on an art piece, got to try and fit some time in. First of all, I try to be inspired. And then I was going to say that that's not just like you jump in and like type in another page on a, a deck. Yeah, let me tell you something. It's got to be creative. I'm looking at this piece right now. A guy reached out. He asked me to do a piece for him. I'm almost embarrassed to say this. He asked for it in November. And he asked to have June. That's a very long lead time. It's not done. And I literally, at the end of the day, it really be like, I do not have it in me to pick up a paintbrush. Like I want to so, so bad, but I literally cannot because I'm tired. And I had to use a little bit of energy that I had to think about what we were going to have for dinner and then to do the dishes and then to pump and then to blah, 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 blah. Pumping, Jesus. Because now you're 11 months in and are you still putting Noah to the breast or are you exclusively pumping now? So I am doing two things, three things. Noah has not been on my titty since eight months because she refused to. So I think it was around the time that I started sleep training, you know, exactly when that was because I hit your line like, okay, I'm ready. What to do? Um, I'm throwing in a towel. What do I, how do I sleep train my child? Um, it was around that time where, and I don't know, I'm kind of like correlating the two, but I feel like she realized like, this is a time that you're about to put me into my room and I'm about to be by myself. I'm not gonna take this milk from your titty because number one, I don't wanna sit here because I'm more active now and I'm moving around, but also I know that this is the time that you about to throw me to the wolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. I don't know if that is the case, but like that's around the time that she stopped nursing. So I've been pumping endlessly, tirelessly for months, but last month is when I had to start supplementing with formula um, in addition to my breast milk, because the titties just, they are not titty and how they used to. 
Like, I don't know if it's because she's not on the titty anymore. Like, I'm not producing as much. But I think they say there's something to the, I mean, it's artificial, right? No matter how, even if you're hand expressing, it's definitely a, an artificial act. Mm-hmm. So there's something there. Yeah, that the chemical had a reaction. Sorted yep. journey yeah. with breastfeeding myself. So I feel useless. Yeah. So she's, I am, I'm at this very tough crossroads, y'all. So right now she has titty milk. She's on Holly Formula. I don't want to pump no more. I remember Holly. Yeah, we Holly, too. Holly's my girl. I don't know if Holly is a girl or a boy, but Holly, Holly's our girl. <laughs> Holly's your girl. And that's yeah, that's all that, all that matters. matters. Yeah. But right now, I'm like, last night, I was like, I'm not pumping. I don't want to. And I was like, Matthew, I think this is going to be, I think this is it. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then pumps because I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm very tired. It's, it's not stressful, but it's just like, what is stressful is pumping and only getting like three and a half ounces out of both of these titties. Not three and a half per titty, three and a half from both titties. I'm like, serious? And I've been sitting here for 25 minutes. Like, this is something. But then on the other hand, it's like, if I can still get her three and a half ounces, why will I not give my baby this three and a half ounces? So I'm like at this really strange crossroads. And I don't know if it's like ego because like I wanted to nurse or at least give my baby breast milk until she was a year old but I'm also like it's kind of stressing me out that I'm only getting this tiny amount when I'm I was gonna say putting in all these hours but like you, you know are, I mean but you are putting in added, all those hours added all up I mean I think yeah. Celia and I definitely had this conversation because I stopped at seven and a half months mm-hmm. just because of work I had gone back um I was on set a lot, like the schedule's erratic. I would mm-hmm. forget, then I would remember, then I would come home. It yeah. was just like it became a lot. And yeah. kind of it sounds similar what similar to what Noah did with you, but Gunner, what I believe, you know, what yeah. I call it all hokey, but he kind of he told me it was fine. Like it was okay. So I had like gone to nurse him one night and he kind of went and was like, it probably wasn't enough or it wasn't coming out fast enough. And he kind of like stopped and looked at me and just like rest, nuzzled up, rested his head as if he wanted to just cuddle. Right. And so I'm like, okay. And he was fine. You know, he was fine for the night. He didn't need anything else. I didn't have to supplement. And then I tried like maybe like we had a you know we had our session in the morning the morning is like robust like, right you know your body resets but maybe like a couple of days later same situation he kind of was like that's all right mom yeah like, we're good so <laughs> it I is, think the babies big... i'm like oh yeah. i don't want to get emotional too but i think the babies tell oh, us so he did it he did it. he just kind of was like it's all right. Like, I know where your heart is. I mean, they know where our hearts are. We obviously care for them so much. So I just think when it's time, it's time, no matter when the time. It could be two days or two years. Like, I think the, the, um, and I think I, the thing the weight about, of it is heavy. The thing about pumping, right, is like, you're not letting Noah down if you do stop right like it's something that you are doing because of your it's it's a pressure you're putting on yourself or you you know what I mean like she's gonna 
yeah, I'm sure Matthew's not pressuring you. Like, this is just something you have to let go of on your, on your own. So like in my case, I'm not exactly sure how we stopped the like midday feedings because I was, I was at home um, all the time, but at some point cash switched to only nursing in the mornings. It would just be that, that one morning nurse. And then he kind of was just uninterested in my boobs for the rest of the day. And then at about, he was just before he turned 14 months is when I was like, I'm done. Yeah, you we came to New it. York. I Ooh. came to New York and I was like, I'm just going to let this be a wing because yeah. I, 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 I had given up pumping March 7th. I remember the day for whatever reason was the last time I pumped um, right before he turned a year. And I was just like, I am so unhappy doing this. I'm, I hate it. And why I, am I making myself? Yeah. Why am I making myself miserable? I, it's it's only me i'm the only one sean is like just stop and i'm like ah. I'm but i think it's all connected the high stress of it the high the, the huge anticipation of how much is gonna come out at the end and you kind of like well if i don't look at it more is gonna be there and yeah like if i just watch tv together and then it's like you know like i've done i've and then I'm like, okay, let me just let me work on something else and then see what happens in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I Celia knows. I think I went through so many things because Gunner had a tongue tie in the beginning. So he didn't have a lot. Like we had to go. The journey was intense. But I do remember it just being like there's so I remember power pumping. I remember there's so many levels to it. And I don't think people truly understand that. They don't. It, it is not like a dotted line to like this is what it is and you're gonna have enough and this that, and the other like it's mm-hmm. the line is kind of like this and just you know circle back to your feelings because obviously we're gonna talk about breastfeeding for yeah three more hours all the time but, <laughs> but if you feel you I will say it is okay and be okay with with whenever it is yeah because at the end of the day as most say Noah is healthy and happy and eating I'm sure she eating she's looking at whatever you're eating like I want that fry or I want that thing or like I want your smoothie so like my girl's growing and glowing with your breast milk and she will continue to do more once that journey and that chapter has crossed whether it's tonight or in three years Mm -hmm. so just be happy with it because also stress levels do matter in that so if you do feel this like anxiousness and the stress behind it you know I don't know what the answer is to relieve that but just Mm -hmm. maybe it's just knowing that she's doing great yeah and you gotta do great I gotta do great and that's the thing I'm like how much better will I feel if I'm not trying to force myself to make milk you know yeah thanks so good you'll feel good and you I mean you did exclusive I mean you just had to start supplementing you say like Dale and I, I started supplementing I think at like five or six months so yeah I supplemented early because again the tongue tie oh silly I was like I am destroying his body like this is not the plan all these plans and so I was 
earlier, like if I had to go out of town, I would probably supplement like two days and then come back with a freezer. But but yeah, when I was like, okay, the titties, the titties ain't doing it. I'm only getting, you know, two bottles per day. Gotta Mm -hmm. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a it's it's um a deeper stage in her life. You know, my girl Mm -hmm. My girl's eating. I'm sure she's eating her spinach and her this and her that. All of it. Literally all of the things. She's taking little, you know, like when you get your green shot, your grass shots. Mm-hmm. Taking her wheatgrass shots of mommy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I do want to, before we go, ask you, uh, have you and Matthew thought about having more children? And have you thought about what that means for your body? And have you talked with the doctor about that? Yeah, um, have not talked to the doctor about it yet, but yes, we talked about it. We are going for number two, and it mostly means that we have to go for number two right now, which we are. We are getting it in, seeing what's going to happen, because as I mentioned, Praise up. <laughs> thank you, but yeah, it's trying to come back to the bottom, so it's like, if we're going to do it, we kind of have to do it now before the fibroids really get a chance to go back because I can't afford another surgery before another C-section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. wow. Roscoe. These you know, I mean. decisions. This is adulting if you. Yeah. As we sit here with 16 and 17 month olds, we and we are like, I don't know. We gonna, you know, but it's here you are. It's a lot. Uh, but I'm also like, let's just do it. They can take care of each other, if I'm going to be honest. And, you know, just get it out the way. And then we can get back to this. So we'll see. Good for you. I, I Prayers up on all of that. I hope that yes. you find yourself with child very soon, my friend. Yes. 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 And yes. you can tell us all how it is. I've been doing lots of research. I asked. Uh, let me know. Every <laughs> mama with multiples like, girl. Now, we all know we love our kids, but tell me for real, do you wish you had not had that second one? And they all are like, no, we love it. It's great. They take care of each other. As you just said, they play together. One mom said, either either you want to play with your kid for the rest of your life or you want to give them somebody to play with. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I just hear you. (laughs) I think it's very interesting because Roscoe, you said there's four of you in your family, four Mm -hmm. siblings. So there's two of you mm-hmm. and I'm an only child. Okay. Mm. So my siblings were friends, you know, yeah. friends or cousins or whatever. So I never felt alone because I know people with siblings are like, well, didn't you feel lonely? Like, who'd you play with? I'm like, oh, there was many people to play with. You know, I didn't yeah. live in a silo. Um, but that might also be a part of why I'm not mm-hmm. on the gravy train to two. Mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah, yeah. Makes sense. and as we are learning from Roscoe's tale you kind of have the luxury to to think about it or to say like eh, I don't know maybe right yeah. because Roscoe doesn't really you don't really have that luxury it's kind of like if we're gonna do it we like we do it but it's funny but remember Celia when I went back for my uh for our whatever month you go back oh, and you yeah, get your doctor green was, light. My doctor mm-hmm. was like, because I had the miscarriages, she was just mm-hmm. like, so uh, yeah. she want another, get on it now. And I'm like, 
yeah what this baby doesn't even sleep past three hours at a time are you kidding me so it is that other side of it that I think a part of me I bury you know I'm like I'm happy we made it we got it he's beautiful and amazing like do I want to go through that heartbreak on top of having a toddler run around and be it will not be heartbreak but yes yeah your body yeah. did it already. It's muscle it's memory. Muscle. Yeah. Imagine if I'm, if I'm like, oh, we was just playing around that one time for our anniversary. Because yeah. it's Monday. I was like, the days come, the years go by fast. But I'm like, imagine if I came back to y'all and I was like, y'all, there's a baby inside of me. I can't wait. I, I just can't. feel this coming. If that is what I cannot wait. <laughs> agree I want everybody I want since having a baby I keep I say all the time I want every woman who desires to be pregnant to be able to be pregnant as much yeah. as I say I was unhappy doing it I would do it again and I'm glad that I was able to do it and I just it, I find it heartbreaking having done it it's always so much more upsetting when you hear tales of people mm-hmm. or meet people who desperately want to be pregnant and for whatever yeah. reason it's just not happening yeah yeah because it's a beautiful thing to experience yeah yeah but that being said there's many many paths to motherhood and if you are unable to to find yourself there there are plenty of other ways to mother people um okay a new thing roscoe that we want to institute with our guests Mm -hmm. is a tell us at least one thing there's a pop quiz pop quiz (laughs) at least one thing you wish you had known about pregnancy or motherhood before experiencing it oh that's a good one um and i should have um i could have came prepared no i don't don't think i don't know if i gave you this one i might not have prepped you with this question we want it off the top of the dome your sleepy mama dome right (laughs) on a friday night on a Friday night after mimosas and wine and rum. Ooh, and a facial. Why would I have so many different things? Um, one thing I wish I had known about motherhood. It could be silly. It doesn't even have to be dead serious. It could yeah, be It doesn't like, have to be that thought provoking. It could be like. Because I know mine. Mine, I think I reference I have one all too. the time. <laughs> I think I reference it quite frequently, but it could be anything. And mine's not serious at all. I don't even know, but I wish I knew how, I'll say how funny babies are. And I don't know if all moms think this, but I literally think that Noah is the funniest person. I'm sure they all do. All I do is like all day. And it's so hard, like trying to discipline her or even trying to put her to bed. Cause I'll be putting her to bed. Eyes are closed. Next thing you know, ooh, 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 ooh. Like, no, girl, please. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> just making noises. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, you were literally just asleep. And it's like, once you realize you were deep into sleep or falling deep into sleep, you're like, oh, no, I got to play and I got to do this. And I just back it up and I'd be so annoyed and so frustrated because it's like, baby, I've been holding you for 20 minutes. We'll Go get back. But. It's like, I'm like holding you, trying to put you down, trying to put you to sleep so that I don't have to hear you cry for this little 10 minutes. And all you want to do is play games. And all I want to do is play games back because I love you so much and you're so cute. And I think that this is so funny. Oh but um, God. I love thing, that you said that. I didn't expect for her to have so much personality so early on. And she's been this funny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
poops. Like when she farts, she'll cough at the same time. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, do you know that you're like trying to cover up this fart? Like, number one, you never have to cover up your farts. But also, this is so hilarious that you are thinking to do this. Like, she's just, I think she's so funny. So That's hilarious. That is funny. Yeah, that is funny. I have, this so is not mine, but I have a funny, now that you said that. Sean farted the other day, and this has happened multiple times. Sean farted the other day, and Cash visibly you could see in his face and in his body see that he was also trying to push out a fart. Like he was like, he's trying to mimic him. He was trying to mimic his fart, and he's done it multiple times. But this one was the funniest one because he said, (laughs) and it's just like, why is that the thing that you choose to? Why are you trying to also fart because Dad farted? (laughs) So they are crazy. Uh, My my why one thing that I wish I had known about prep about motherhood, which is completely ridiculous, but like I never knew that I could think that poop smelled nice. I used to love the way (laughs) Cassius breast milk only once he started eating real food that's a completely different thing but his breast milk poops like his three-month-old breast milk poops smell sweet to me they smell like popcorn and Uh, i never mind that one (laughs) i never mind i never minded changing his diaper because they always smell like popcorn to me i feel like you at least every couple of episodes want to say some shit to me that makes me feel uncomfortable (laughs) She always want to put me in this weird space. That, like, I gotta keep you on your toes, Dale. <laughs> I am not happy. <laughs> she's a, she's the squeamish one. I am. Um, <laughs> mine's not as fun as y'all. Well, I'm gonna piggyback on yours, Roscoe, and I'll tell you what I really what mine originally was. But two nights ago, putting Gunner to sleep, going back to the sleep thing. These kids are hilarious. So we have blackout curtains. Mm-hmm. So right now he, he gets about, you know, five, 10 minutes in the bed. We're laying in the dark. We're singing. We're talking, whatever. And then I'm like, okay. And then I'll put him in the crib and he'll like rock the crib like this. Like he's trying to do jailbreak or whatever and like sing and do things and talk to Elmo and jump up and jump down. So this particular night, mm-hmm. we hadn't gotten to the crib phase of sleep. He... I didn't close the curtain tight enough and he could see a sliver of light because again he goes to sleep very early. It's 6 30, it's bright as hell outside. So he looks at me because I'm laying down, looks at the sliver, gets up, and something was like, just let him rock out. Cause normally I'd be like, no, 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 no. And I like pull his legs back. He goes and he touches it and he looks behind the curtain and sees that this popping outside and he looked back at me with like the biggest grin and he (laughs) giggled and then shimmied his way in between the curtain and the window and was just like banging on it trying to let people know like I'm still here Uh, uh, and he was having the time of his life and I couldn't cut him short I just let him rock out for like a few minutes like he said why you trying to hold me back he looked at me like sis it's lit out there it's dark in here like let me have a good time no but my thing was why didn't anyone tell me that newborns are so damn loud like between figuring out how to fart or poop or whatever Celia loves 
and <laughs> just like getting comfortable with their bodies and expression. You know, I just, no one said, y'all, babies are loud. As much as you're like, like oh, a baby they're is cute. Not a thing. Sleep like a baby is not a thing. They are loud individuals. They are. Like, they like from talk to you, so I have to yell. Yes. Yes. You sleeping and you're like, eh. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you so I look forward to the silence of what well, I don't know what point in life people realize like you gotta be quiet, but <laughs> they don't. That's gonna be a long while. It's not gonna be silent until they are at a party on a Friday night and you and Antoine are at home alone. That's when it's gonna be silent. I'm so nervous. <laughs> until then it's gonna be lit. Liddy. <laughs> anyway okay well thank Roscoe, you, Roscoe. yes thank you so much for joining us i again want to tell oh i also would be if i i would be crazy if i didn't mention that people should find seek out roscoe's wedding photos because they are beautiful between your beautiful wedding photos and dale's beautiful fun wedding that i attended <laughs> i have wedding fears i just I can't I don't even I can't yours will be yours and it will be great yeah. and that's that yeah stop playing stop playing don't do that y'all can't see me if you only listening but just know I don't believe none of the mess they saying is it's no. gonna be Roscoe you know it's gonna be vibrant we're all of the prints all the prints mad prints I've the already prints <laughs> I've already spoken to the girl who created Roscoe's Wedding Arch. I was like, um, sis, please know you're already booked. Aww. Whenever we figure out this wedding, it's going down, Corey. Okay? Just please know. Listen, so everyone. I, so, and. Wait, and say she, it again. I thought I was going to do my arch myself. Like, I saw the pictures. I saw places around town where I could get my pompous dress. I was like, bet, I'm just going to wake up early and do it or the night before I do it. And they're like, Roscoe, no, you're not doing anything. No. My business, I want to put my shit together, But they were like, no, absolutely not. So very grateful for Corey. I can't wait for her to do your wedding. Yeah. I, I, everyone should definitely look Roscoe up on, on the Instagrams. You will not be disappointed. There's lots of mushroom content, dog content, baby content, art content. It's all, it's just and the- And fibroid content. And fibroid content. It's the like hippiest, <laughs> love everybody, like incest burning, baby strapped to my back instagram account ever so <laughs> in the like best most soothing way you know Aww. so again thank you so much roscoe for joining oh, us oh this was lovely i really love roscoe have a good and night Celia says follow us what all things follow us please yes. like subscribe share comment follow us on instagram all of those good things mm -hmm. um, and buy the mom some coffee we keep saying that. Coffee. I us a cup of joe. We're tired. Yes. Oh, we can send y'all some coffee, man. Yes. <laughs> we need checks for coffee. We need checks for um Roscoe's past pad and tampon purchases. Okay. We're gonna have to come up with a number. Someone owes you a check. And shop the lip bar. Shameless plug. The end. Shot the lip bar at the end. All right, y'all. Thank you. I'm out of here. Bye. Bye.